This week on Backyard Footy. Especially with my teammates, like I want them to have a better career than I had. Like I want these kids to have a better, better life than I had. And that's not to say I had a terrible life. Cause I had a great life. You know, shout out to my mom. She raised two kids uh, by herself. But like I want, I want these kids to to have higher goals and achieve the, those goals. Um, so anything I can do to help that, you know, I, I, I try to do. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like that that goes back with like getting out into the community. Um, I want, you know, I want our teammates to, to recognize that as well. Like we have such a platform and kids look up to us, whether we're not at the MLS level, that's fine. We're at the USL level. We're still professional athletes and, and kids look up to us. Um, and so we got to use our platform to impact as many kids as possible because um, it's, it's, it's about more than just soccer. Yeah. <laughs> and we have such a like. Like Brandon was saying, the platform we have, um, these kids, like they look up to us so much. And I think that while we're in this career, we need to take advantage of that and impact as many of the youth and impact just people in general as we can because not everyone has that platform that we have. Yo, yo, what's up, footy fans? Your host, Hugh Roberts, a.k.a. Superhuman. We're here live for the Independence Home Opener Week. I have some very special guests here with me for the 32nd episode of Backyard Footy, where each episode I dive into the background journeys of professional athletes, former athletes, and anyone that's been involved with the game. So I got the 2015 USL Champ and Goalkeeper of the Year, Brandon Miller, and I have the local legend, Clay Dimmick from Belmont Abbey, who's now in his second year as a pro. And also, we won't be talking about their stories, Brandon was on episode 17, and Clay was on episode 26, so go back, listen to their incredible journeys and experiences. We're diving straight into footy here. Like I said, listen to their stories. You don't want to miss it. It's incredible stories. We're here live. We're going to talk about our journeys in the season. So without further ado, what's up, my guys? How's everything? Yeah, man. Let's let's go, go listen to episode 17. You can hear about the journey, right? We're not going to talk about the journey today. First, I want to start out, yo. Yes, sir. We're sitting in the ESPN studio yes, right sir. now. Like, can we sit back and reflect real quick? <laughs> oh, boy, like, made it. Yo. We got, like, <laughs> you got to sit here. You got to be just like, just be proud of yourself for a moment, yo. We're sitting in the ESPN studio right now, yo. Your podcast is connected with ESPN, the world's leader in sports, yo. That's like, that's just, that's just, that, that blows my mind, yo. That's, uh, you got to sit back and just be like, man. You know, we come a long come a way. Long we way. come a long way. You know? Right, exactly. So, like, nah, it, it makes me it makes me feel good. Like, that my man's eating, you know? My man's <laughs> eating. My man's out here working. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I'm proud of you. I think I love what you're doing with the podcast. And, you know, I, I can't hope nothing but success. I hope it continues to grow and people latch on. The Voice of Charlotte, yo, you, gotta, you guys got to come out and listen. Everybody needs to tune in. What's good, my guys? How was this past weekend, the first game of the season? <laughs> Clay, step on in, yo. You what, know, what, do you uh, what did you think? Yeah, yeah so. Clay, but still from outside yeah. Very key to, yeah. Know, right. So, obviously, we had a good preseason, I would say. It's been cool to uh, see the growth of the team from the beginning, from the first day when we only had maybe like 10, 11 guys sign. And then see the growth of the team to now. And it all came together on Sunday against uh, Sporting 2. So. I think it was good to see everything put together. Um, obviously, I didn't start, but I uh, was able to um, see a lot of growth in the individuals as well as the team as a whole. So I think uh, starting out on the right side this year with a win is huge for the team going into the rest of the season. I love Clay's positivity. I know. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're real positive. So, so, so what do you nah. think were you know, some pros and cons from the outside when we just organized? Um, yeah, I think uh, defensively, Maybe in the beginning we were a little bit um, disorganized, but I think um, learning from that after the first goal, you could kind of see from the outside perspective, from the bench I was watching, you kind of see the team shift a little better. And yeah, they were keeping the ball, but there wasn't as many gaps and stuff uh, for them to expose. Um, on the ball, it was tough for us on the day. Like we didn't really have that much possession and they were kind of keeping the spells of possession. But um, I think that's something we'll build into in confidence as well. No, nah, I like the positives, man. No, nah, for sure. I It's tough for me because, like, any, with anything, anything I do, whether it's practice, whether it's a game, I'm always, like, 
you know, the first thing I think is about the negatives, you know. Um, and, you know, just sitting back, like I watched the game afterwards in the, in the hotel, and I'm just sitting back, and I'm just like, you know, we started the game, the season off with three points. You know, it took us, what, 14 games last year to get to get three points? Like, <laughs> we started the season off with three points away from home. Uh, we got a, a different group than we had last year. Like, that's, I'm, I'm proud of the boys. I'm proud of the fight. Um, we got things to fix, but it's. I'd rather start off with three points than no points, you know? For so sure. we got to look at the positives with that and just keep building on that. Ten safe performances is easy, too. You know? Yes, there are a lot outside, but one of those goes in is a different game. Mr. 300 over nah, here. Nah, <laughs> nah, Shout out, my boy, yeah, B. That's, nah, Congrats I, on the milestone, too. It's, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's another thing. It's, like, it's, it's tough for me. Like, I sit back. I was, I was thinking about it like on the way over here, actually, just like right after the game. It's right when the whistle blew. I'm just like thinking about, oh, you know, what what did I what did I do wrong? What can I fix? Like, how to fix these certain things? And you, you got to sit back and like enjoy enjoy the win, enjoy the performance. And you know, we we are away from home, got three points. Don't focus so much on the negatives. Like that's that's one thing I'm really trying to work on with myself right now. Because you know, we talk we talk about Mr. 300, which we're not gonna make a thing. Um, <laughs> but like, it's a, it's a milestone, and it's a milestone I can be proud of. But it's not it's not the last milestone I want to reach. You know, right. so it's like enjoy it now, but like focus on the next one. Like you said, it's early. Right. And so for us to get this, I mean, a good stepping stone. We know we didn't play our best, but still got a victory. It just feels good, and it's a step in the right direction. Right. So that's that's what's big. It's like we didn't right. we didn't play we didn't play our best, but we were still able to battle, right. hold on, right. and find that key moment yeah. um, to get that game winner, and then and then take the three points home. That's yeah. huge. And I think that's a big sign of uh, like a team that's willing to grind it out. Like you see teams win championships and stuff like that right. that are willing to fight out those like one zero two one victories. So I think that's a big sign. I mean, that's a game last year we would have lost probably. Yeah. You know, we, so yeah. to see that fight at the beginning of the season and see how we can, you know, respond to being down a goal, coming back, scoring two, like that's that's definitely a positive we got to build on. Kind of piggybacking off what you were saying, Clay, coming from us three all here this past off season, mostly working out together every single morning, lifting, training, getting touches. So transitioning from off season to preseason, what's kind of been like the preparation coming into the season? Um, yeah, so starting back into off season, I think us three were there from the beginning, like you said. So for me, there was definitely times in the off season where it felt like it was just dragging out. And I just wanted to go ahead and get started with preseason. And then preseason comes and you're like, dang, this is dragging out too. And now the game comes. But something I've learned from you guys, especially in Enzo and Kevon, some of the older guys uh, um, who have been around the professional game for more than myself, like. To take it day by day, and um, something Brandon and I and you and I talked about is like the mindset of it. And it's like if you focus on that one day and have that mindset that you're just gonna focus on getting better that day, and the next day you come out and you're already that much better, and then you keep going. So I think that for me, I was kind of enjoying that process of preseason leading up to season, and now that season's here, like I think we can enjoy that leading up to each game. No, I, I agree with like. We talked about it in the off season. Like we have long term goals for a season, we have short term goals for a season. And it's like the short term goals we can complete those step by step, and that's going to help us reach that long term goal, right? Long term goal, we want to make playoffs, we want to go far in the playoffs, and, and win a championship. Like that's the that's the long term goal. But our short term goal is every single day we got to get better. You know, we can't waste time. I felt like last year, <clears throat> last year, especially for myself, it was it was a tough year mentally. Um, I felt like I was wasting a little bit of time some days in training uh, just because I couldn't focus on what I needed to focus on. So, like, it, I feel like a shift for me uh, in terms of, of my mental aspect of it is just, like, going into practice every single day, being prepared. Like, we get there, say we get there at 8. Like, I'm there from 8 until whenever, and that's that's my, like, that's our, it's our job, right? So you want to be the best that you can at your job and trying to take every single rep serious, every single, every single touch that we take, like, just trying to get better. And that's the focus instead of, I mean, it's 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 got to be fun, right? We want to have fun with it, but at the same time, I've got a goal. We've got a goal as a team. We want to win a championship. So, um, you know, that that that's the huge focus for me. Off season was great. Like I feel like we had a good core that worked out together, and that and that helped definitely helped us. Um, and it's easier to integrate new guys in once we have like a standard with yeah. how we train, with how we do things in the gym, how we do things in the locker room, how we do things on the field. Um, so I think that's going to benefit us uh, in the long term this season. Yeah, from my perspective, I think the same thing. This is the best, best I've felt from an off-season standpoint coming into the season. And I think because we have this core that's been here, literally us three and some other guys been lifting every morning, going straight to transport before pickup almost every single day. So when I came here this preseason, I was telling Cam, like, 
some of the days my legs felt all right after training because I've been doing this training stuff and lifting everything I'm learning in the off season. But coming into it, I came in physically ready, mentally ready. It wasn't drained in previous years because you're just getting into the groove of the season. Of course, it's tiring, but we put in that work all off season. We came in at the core flying this season. So, I mean, it kind of speaks to what happened this past weekend. You know, it wasn't pretty, but we had a good core of guys and those guys keep fighting because we set that standard and principle this preseason and off season. Guys kind of bought in already. I think I think Clay must have ordered his uh his gear before he started working out in the off season because now it's in now his, Yo, his shirts look a little tight. Shirts look a little tight. He's trying to show all off last these year, guns. Was like, yeah. Bro, you need to get a smaller size. But I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna get bigger this off season. Boy showed up. Man, like, was right. in the gym doing extra reps. <laughs> I mean, Appreciate so you. obviously last year. But from last season to this, we'll just start with preseason-wise, kind of the first week. What's been the, the differences for you guys already? It's just been the opportunity to focus on what I need to focus on. You know, last year, it was, I mean, I hate to say it, it was, it was just – a, a circus a bit because like there were we didn't have a full coaching staff we didn't have a, definitely didn't have enough players like we just we weren't ready um and so uh, the organization not being ready for preseason means the, the coaching staff's not ready for preseason which means the players aren't ready for preseason and so that was what made it hard for me me not having a specialized coach for to be able to, to work on what I need to work on and get sharp and ready for the season um that that's the biggest switch for me like this year, having a better relationship with my goalkeeper coach, being able to talk to him about what I need to work on, what we can work on as a group, um, going out early and doing things like those are all a big. It's a huge difference, and like people don't really fans don't. That's that's the one thing that bothers me the most is like fans don't really know those things, right? right. And then, and that's why I think like shows like this are great, right? right? So people can get a little insight into because you would look at last year and you would be like, man, that team was just a bunch of scrubs. Yeah, just see, like, well, okay. it's it's a lot different when one team's getting a preseason for six weeks. They're they got a they got a full coaching staff. They you know everything. Right. They, they're doing <laughs> sessions every single day, and then another team has half a team and. We yeah we're we're not even ready for preseason like but but fans don't know that they don't know about the the, the pre yeah, exactly they just they just see the performance on the field they don't see what goes into it and how it affects you mm-hmm. now granted you have to be able to kind of like block out all the other things that are affecting you but if you can't get well like if you can't get the right tools to do your job it's kind of hard to do your job. Right, so I don't want to make excuses for last year, but it's harder for us to perform as a team if we don't have the, the resources. So that's what I feel like is a lot better this year. We're the, the organization, the coaching staff, the players became prepared. Right, We did our jobs in the offseason. We were in the gym. We were on the training pitch. We were doing what we needed to do. The coaching staff brought in players that they identified who, who could help the team. And then the organization has us ready, set up, so we can get going. And, we, and I think you know, undefeated offseason or undefeated preseason. You saw it, you know? Yeah, I would just – not much to add to that because I think you hit most of the points, but I would just say, like, we're properly prepared, and I think that speaks volumes to the sessions that they're running now um, and just everything from the organization on the field to our culture in the locker room. I think it's all starting to show and go together. Yeah, definitely. I mean, piggybacking off that, main thing is chemistry. I mean, going to the, cor- the corporate world, if you're a boss and your staff – employees don't know what they're doing, it's all going to be dysfunctional and everyone's going to be all over the place. That was kind of how we were going about last year. And so, like you said, people don't see that, but in a lot of little ways, if the chemistry is off, it's, on, pa- on paper for me, that was the best roster I've ever been a part of from college as a pro team. We had a bunch of MLS guys, guys from overseas, so there's really no reason for it not to be like that. But as you see, the littlest details, especially in a sport where it's a team effort like this, can definitely carry you a long way. Mm. So, no, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think the you, we also talk about like culture. Like you can't underestimate how important uh, having a strong culture is um, in terms of like the standards inside your locker room, on the field, off the field. Like I don't, I don't think we really had that last year, um, just because it was you had guys coming in and out from you know like so until like March, April, May. Like we didn't, we didn't really have, we didn't really have. Um, a squad that we could just like this is our standard this is what we do like it was just we're piecing things together as the season went along and uh, you could tell it, it just wasn't it wasn't working so um, I mean it's unfortunate it's it was it was one of the toughest years of my career honestly um, and mentally mentally it took a huge toll but like, and that that's why in the offseason like we talked about it that 
it's a bounce back you know that's the the main goal is to to you know we got to forget about last season and set our standards high and, and set our goals high and, and you know reach do what we can to achieve that yeah. so brandon for you how has the usl you going on your ninth year in the league nine years baby nine years true bet how has this league been going in your eyes it's wild man it's so wild i think about like when i was a rookie coming in um just the standard of play uh, the competition, it's just, it's so different. Um, and that's not to like to, to trash the league from before. It's just like anything that's that's young, it's, it's going to grow, it's going to mature, it's going to get better, hopefully. Um, and, and the league definitely has, you know, we're, uh, what, like a 34, 35 team league now. We, you know, we got the conferences, um, the competition level, especially. Uh, I love that. Only I think like the last few years, especially when the the MLS two teams have come in. You know, at the beginning it was kind of like uh, those are three points easy, and now like I think MLS teams are taking those more seriously, uh, using it as a developmental pathway, which is huge for the younger players, giving them the opportunity to play against a, a quality players on these independent teams, and I think it's just. It's it's great to see the growth of soccer in the U.S. I, th- I have a vision for where it's going to go in the future, and, and I think that it's it's on the right path. And you see a new wave of kids now. Some are foregoing college and coming mm. straight to the USL, and it's kind of a game changer because it's right. like, I'm 17, and I have a good idea I can go pro. I might skip college and play for 10 months instead of the college and then playing for three months. So you have a new wave of kids because more money's into the league now. There's more teams and more opportunities. So it's just totally different you know yeah. playing playing against men versus playing against right. your college and that's not to trash the college system i went came through the college system i developed in the college system there's plenty of good players that still come out of the college system but it's a totally different monster like you look at some of you look at uh, some of these young kids who have trained with us you know you look at like a, a daniel steedman who who did well with us, um, trained with us a couple years um, and did well with us. And like he goes to Virginia, does well, and now he's, you know, in the USL as well. Hopefully, you know, I, I see him potentially going into the MLS one at, at some point. Like it's it's it gives you I feel like it gives you a leg up when you can get against that competition at 15, 16 years old. You know, some of the young kids that we've signed this year are going to have a bit of a leg up when they hit college because right. like again we talk about standards they they know the professional standard and they know where they want to be they want to get to so they're good they can use that that college springboard get a few good years in there maybe it's four years that's up to them but you know get, yeah, yeah exactly just knowing knowing what the level's like you know coming out coming out of college i didn't really know what the level was like i remember getting to practice the first day uh, when i got to rochester and i was like oh all right i mean i can do this yeah, I think the opportunities now for the younger generations are becoming more and more um, available. And like the opportunity to jump into the professional game for the younger people and to have that experience is going to be huge for our country as a whole that's growing. So, Clay, coming into your second year now, well, I guess your second year, <laughs> you really got signed in July. So, it really hasn't been a full year. June. We'll we'll call, yeah, it was year uh, two, baby. We'll call it year two. Year two. two. Let's snack. Well, let's take a second and and like, because we talk about we talk about Hugh being in ESPN studio. We gotta we gotta congratulate okay. my man. Like yeah. we never really talked about it. Like, but it's it's one of those things that I feel like people ignore. It's like oh, I got my option picked up. All right, I'll be there back there next year. But you really gotta sit back and like, because how many people? I, I think about this a lot. Like how many people sign professional contracts? One, and how many people sign? Yeah, get their option picked up. Sign a second professional contract I, I i don't know the exact i remember i looked it up at some point but like the exact i don't know the exact statistics on it right now but like you got to be proud of yourself and you gotta you gotta realize like i'm i can do this now i need to push on and do more like and that's a that's that's one thing like i want you to always think about is like you know the the grind that you took to get here just like I don't, I don't even know if I would have had it, you know. I don't know if I would. And I, I, <laughs> I hate to question myself like that, but, like, the, the what you did to put in and get that contract, like, it has to be applauded. Has to be applauded. And so, like, you, I want you to take that little victory. That's not a little victory. That's a big victory. But the but the little victory of, of getting your option picked up, that's not that's not something small, you know. Like, be proud of that, and now we build on that. My bad, didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, I appreciate that, though. Yeah. For sure, feel really thankful and blessed for it. And, like, 
I'm excited and like B said, I'm ready to push on now. We've been here for some long time, B, you know, a bunch of dudes who retire and don't even right. have their options picked up. And they, they have nowhere to go, and it's like, go. you got you got to be proud of that. Yeah, right. So Appreciate what's been the uh, differences for you now? Um, from a personal standpoint, um, I think uh, going into this year, after having a, success, a successful last two months of the season last year, I was able to play a lot, get a few starts, and obviously get my contract picked up. So I think for me coming in, um, it's weird, like it's a mentality thing. Like the first year I was kind of like a rookie, like uh, kind of nervous at times, right. but um, I definitely felt, so far I felt more confident and like more of like I have a voice now and like am able to use that on the field. And so I want to have a big impact. Um, I know obviously we have veterans in front of me and like they're good players, but I know I'm waiting for my chance to come and like take the opportunity when it right. comes. And you're part of the court too, as we're talking about this past off season too. Mm -hmm. Your voice goes a long way and you're looked upon definitely from the see you associating yourself with the younger players, getting them accustomed to our way of Salt Lake too. So, I mean, even in that sense, too, because we had to do that for you yeah. last year, seeing you get situated. Yeah. I feel like if you didn't have good mentors like mm -hmm. Dom and other people to keep your head straight, you might, might not have even been able to stay through those couple months of grinding for that company. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And that's something that I have, like, really wanted to kind of focus on off the field and on the field as well. But off the field is kind of integrate those young players in to see the culture, because I think the core that they kept has done a good job of keeping that culture and kind of keeping that standard uh, that we want to play to and that we want to act like off the field and like kind of come together for the chemistry. And then, um, that's something that we talked about. We don't want young people coming in kind of like making the milk sour, you know? So I think that taking that upon us, like people who are returning, even if I'm only like my second year, I think that's a um, point of focus that we can build on and like keep each other together. Shout out to Brandon Miller too. I just got a notification my man made team of the week. Hey, so appreciate it. Appreciate it. Team of the week. Go tune yeah. in, see my man on team of the week. But nah, um, so how can the youth keep is. growing and keep impacting the soccer game in this country? Yeah, for sure. I think League One's gonna grow. That's gonna give more young guys opportunities. Um and so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully a little pro well coming soon, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think when the USL teams get soccer-specific stadiums like Louis Vuitton, mm. and Indy gets their own soccer-specific one, where the MLS teams come down and at least they're playing in a proper stadium size. Because that's the thing, too. We're still using Memphis, using baseball stadiums and diamonds. Like, when they come down, at least like in overseas, when they play the FA Cup and play the lower divisions, they still come to a regular standard size stadium. And so at least you know you can play good footy, where at least when you come down to our stadiums, not everyone has their own soccer-specific stadium. Yeah. yeah, and like you can kind of see the fan bases as well, like starting to grow. Like I remember we went to Memphis last year, and was that their first year last year? Yeah, it was, like that was year one. Their fan base was insane for like their first year, and that was like one of the best atmospheres. And we go like Louisville has a good fan base. So I think the fan bases as well. The people are eager for the sport to grow. Shout out to the Memphis fans. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait! Can't wait to see y'all! Can't wait to see y'all! <laughs> How can we grow it in the city though? Oh man, that's a great question. That's a great question. I mean, we I, we talked about it a little bit. We got to get out there. Us, you know, yeah. me, you, Clay, the rest of the team. We got to get out there, um, so people know who we are, what we're about. We got to be visible in the city um, and and connect with these people that don't know much about us. Um, you know, don't have as much access to us the, um, at Matthew Sportsplex. So that's the that's the big thing for me. Um, just being more visible in the city um and that's 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 my goal for this year with the whole squad is to be able to get everyone out and then reach the people that physically can't can't be there and, and the ones who just don't know about us um and just aren't aware so that's gonna that's i think that's the the one way i want to you know kind of make soccer more known in this city yeah i think that sorry i think that the visibility is huge here um like the, there's definitely a market for for uh footy to take off um, but like even I'll go eat uh, uptown and you'll see like the Knights little cars and the Checkers little cars and it's like there's something as simple as an independence just yeah. somewhere that people can see it more often I think that would go a long way. Because a lot of people still don't know about independence. 
pro soccer fan here before the MLS being the MLS gets announced. Right. Yeah, Finally, like, professional oh, soccer is here. When professional soccer has been here, yeah. This needs to grow some more. People need to see. Uh, yes, it's in Matthews. It's a little ways, but people need to understand that this pro soccer has been here all along. Come see guys. So potentially, I assume if you look at the trend from other USL teams turning to MLS, maybe a guy or two from the independence or USL team get called up to the MLS. So why not build kind of a connection with these guys in the lower second division? Mm -hmm. And if when they touch the MLS, you even have a Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a little different. Like, I grew up in this city, um, and I've always wanted professional soccer at the highest level to be here. Like, when when, when MLS started, I was like, man, I, I hope MLS comes to Charlotte one day. And I'm definitely happy for the city, but I want the city to, to like, show out for MLS, but I also want them to show out for the other teams that are here, whether it's uh, the Charlotte Independence, whether it's Stumptown, you know, go support your local soccer team because there's quality out there, you know, and there's nothing better than playing in front of passionate fans, passionate, whether it's 3,000, whether it's 30,000. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm excited for the city. I think that it's, it's I think things like, the, like this, like the Backyard Footy Podcast, ESPN, like, that's going to definitely help grow this, the the culture in this city. Um, I just want it to, you know, be done the right way. Right. I mean, there's a little culture here already. You see the Mexican games and all the yeah. games that we have here at Bank of America. How many people turn out? So I definitely agree. So how can you guys make a difference more than just soccer, though? People always see us as athletes, mm. and they always think we're just in our, you know, pedigree a little bit only on the field, but off the field and Yeah, so for me personally, um, I like to be involved with the youth, whether that's um, coaching or running youth clinics, whatever that looks like. But um, I think a lot of life and, and most of it, like whether it's business or playing or your family, a lot of it's relationships. And so um, I think having those relationships and being able to create those relationships through the game and then take them off the game and be like, hey, like this kid needs help with school. Like you're able to mentor him, tutor him. Um, and just kind of be like that person who they can look up to. Um, I think that having that impact can go a long way on a kid's life, and then maybe he reaches another five kids. So I think building relationships while we have this ability to is, is huge, and that's something that I feel called to do in my life for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 there's not really much more you can say about that. Like, I, I grew up without a dad, and I know how tough that is. And so I, I try. My goal is, is, is to get out there and try and mentor the youth as much as possible so that you know they know that there's people here for them they know there's there's somebody that wants them to do better you know I, I say it a lot especially with my teammates like I want them to have a better career than I had like I want these kids to have a better better life than I had and that's not to say I had a terrible life cause I had a great life you know shout out to my mom she raised two kids uh by herself but like I want I want these kids to to have higher goals and achieve th those goals um, so anything I can do to help that, you know, I, I, I try to do. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that goes back with like getting out into the community. Um, I want, you know, I want our teammates to, to recognize that as well. Like we have such a platform and kids look up to us, whether we're not at the MLS level, that's fine. We're at the USL level. We're still professional athletes and, and kids look up to us. Um, and so we got to use our platform to impact as many kids as possible because um, it's, it's, it's about more than just soccer. Yeah. <laughs> and we have such a like, like Brandon was saying, the platform we have, um, these kids, like they look up to us so much. And I think that while we're in this career, we need to take advantage of that and impact as many of the youth and impact just people in general as we can because not everyone has that platform that we have. And I think that's really special to have that. And I know you two, especially being veterans, like that's something I looked up to. And you guys, like you don't just go home and waste your days. But like rather than going home and waste your days, you realize the ability that you guys have to have an impact on people. So I think that. Um, if we can get more people to catch on to that, like, um, it'll definitely spread like the uh, positivity and just role model of, of the team. And people always look at the major leagues and not, and not necessarily looking at us and what we're doing in the second division, how hard this grind is, kind of why I started this show, for people to understand what we're doing and not really for the money, but for the next generation, for us to being in this league, for me, seven and going on nine, but being stepping stones for the next wave of kids definitely in every way. But we've been talking a lot of positivity, which is good too, but what are some negative and things that need to be changed in this game 
In this league or in, in like in the United States? Or like our what, team? What do, you what do the league in the States? I mean, I think the league is, is what we're working on. You know, the, the players union, um, we got to provide a better option for those young players that we talked about to, to come into the championship, the ones who aren't ready to, to take that step to the, the U.S. or the MLS. Um, just in terms of just little things, you talk about health care, having a minimum salary, like there's just things like that. Um, we just got to provide a bit more for the players, uh, so that they're enticed to, to come, to come to the USL instead of, you know, I know guys who just retired after, after college cause they looked at that salary and they were like, nah, I can't do it. Or, yeah, exactly. And, and there's too many talented players who have to make that decision. And obviously it's getting better. There's so much more money in this league now. Teams are, teams are paying well, but there's, there's also like you know there's a there's a high end of the spectrum and there's a low end of the spectrum and unfortunately that low end is too low right now um so the 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 players union is definitely something that's going to help this league uh help league one and i think help soccer in general in the united states yeah like what brandon was saying i think if you make it more appealing for the young kids to forego college like if they're not really feeling that and then they stay here in the states and they have that ability to play in the usl and with the players union and all this stuff and the benefits coming, hopefully um, that will give them more of a uh, incentive to do the USL and then grow it here, grow the game here, and, and uh, eventually move to the MLS and keep going. We don't hate college, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I just want that to I'll be there. Nah. I, like I think there's there's a, a there's a route for everybody, mm-hmm. right? There's a route for everybody. Um, for me, it was college soccer. Um, you know, I, I had had the discussion with with my youth coach before about, you know, possibly trying to turn pro and go different places from high school. And, uh, but it just never panned out. And I always saw my future in college. And I don't regret that one bit. Like I had a great three and a half years and met some great people, made some great connections. And obviously I am where I am right now. Um, but, you know, it's not the path for everyone. And so if that's not the path for them, you've got to have other paths, other other viable paths for them and and before when I was younger, um, you know, the USL wasn't really a, a viable path, but I think now it is. Yeah. It's different now, too. I mean, I saw a lot of the, a lot of the young boys, if you're serious and you're given opportunities, then maybe they go on to pursue this career. Do you want to play soccer for maybe two and a half, three months, or do you want to play with grown men for like nine, ten, every single day? In the college, not just the game, but the college environment is an animal, and I know a lot of guys. <laughs> System. Some teams don't even play soccer. I know the mid-major schools really didn't play the best soccer. Like they'll play very direct, and a lot of guys didn't thrive in that situation. So especially when you're coming from younger situation where you play good, beautiful soccer, and you want that to translate. Well, the college game isn't necessarily like that. And so I tell a lot of the young boys, if you really think you have an opportunity, you might want to forego that opportunity because you can always go back and get your degree and things. But making memories, getting experiences. All right, you don't like it when you're 20. Yeah, I mean, it's totally different getting mentoring from you or or myself versus a college junior or senior because yeah. they're still in that environment where they're, you know, partying, yeah, I got classes, all that other stuff. Like, they're still in that bubble. Whereas, you know, I've been through it for nine years. You've been through it for seven years. Like, you know you know what to avoid, what to, what you need to do to be a top professional. Um, so it's, it's just different. Um, the 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 learning experience that you're gonna get in the college game versus jumping straight into the pros. What's uh, something people don't know about you guys? Outside of soccer? Outside of soccer. Um, I don't think many people know. Besides my close friends, uh, I was adopted, so it's a fun fact. Uh, so is my brother. Uh, my parents who adopted me. They live in Georgia, and that's where my brother and I were raised for the most part in Atlanta. Um, my birth parents were really young when they had me. They're in school at my mom was at Texas Tech, so that's where I was born, down in Lubbock, Texas, in the middle of nowhere, some <laughs> groundhogs and stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's one fun fact I'll say. 
Um, I think I, I mentioned it before. Like I grew up in a, in a single single parent household. You know, my dad passed away when I was six. Um, you know, that's not really something I discuss with a lot of people, but it's it had a huge impact on my life, and it, it's it's helped form you know the way I am now. And so that's something like, you know, I've begun to acknowledge a bit more because it it's plays such a huge role in in who I am as a as a soccer player, as a person. You know, my dad got me started in soccer when I was five six years old. Um, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to see me grow to where I am now, but he was a huge part of why I do what I do and, and who I am today. So, um, you know, a lot of people don't know that, you know, you, you never really know people's stories just from, you know, barely meeting them. But um, that's one thing that's been a huge impact in my life um, and, and has made me who I am. Hey, yeah, sure. Spend some time and do some other things off the field, but we're definitely road trips. Got this Goodreads app as well. We follow each other, yeah. see what books we're tracking. But it's something that we all like to do is read because it keeps our mind mentally sharp. And we got to start thinking of ourselves just more than athletes too. That's something that we also do preparing ourselves for our future. Well, what you reading right now, Clay? What am I reading right now? Yeah, what are you reading right now? Reading the Change Agent. The Change Agent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, reading a book for Lynn. Easter's coming up. But um, actually, unfortunately, I left. All my books on the plane from Kansas City. So Wait, in touch what? with American Airlines. Right? Oh, man. Man, that's another fun fact. I've man left his <laughs> books on the plane. QB? Uh, right now I'm on The Virgin Way by Richard Branson. Uh, I just finished up the um, Robert Iger. I think that's how you say his name. The, the former Disney CEO. Um, very good book. Uh, very informative about leadership and just... What 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 the what it takes different characteristics it takes to to be a leader. Um, I love reading books like that. That's why I like reading this Richard Branson book. It's just like if you're gonna learn from somebody, you know, learn from people who've done it, yeah. learn from people who who are at the top of the game and and are willing to share w- their knowledge. You know, so that's why uh, I've been really trying to focus on on certain books as opposed to just like I don't. There's nothing wrong with fiction and all that stuff, but I'm just trying to grow as a person right now. Um, and I think this is what's helped me grow the most, uh, especially like I just started reading in, in 2020. I'm not going to sit here. I feel like I'm a, I'm a reading aficionado. Um, I, I, I sat back and, and thought at the, at the beginning of the year, I realized like I haven't read a book in so long. Like it's been years, maybe since college. So, um, but now hey, I've banged out eight books in, in 2020, you know, I'm on a, I'm, the goal is 35. I think that it's like what we talked about when we have so much time to do and a lot of people like, you see them go home watch Netflix all day. Right. It's like, yeah, waste your time. But there's not a better feeling than when you go home, read for some time. And you're like, all right, I actually learned something today. Exactly. You could waste your time. I found myself sitting at home now. Like, I'm I'm about to turn on the TV and I'm like, for what? Yeah. For what? Like, yeah. I I could watch I could NBC, watch an episode. Premier yeah. League or I could I could pick up my book and actually learn something that's gonna make me think. Exactly. You know, and that's that's the the part that I enjoy, and that's why like I'm trying to get these young kids. You know, these young teammates like. Like, you know, I joke about it, but it's like, you know, if I if I thought about these things, learn these things, listen to the older guys when I was 20, 21, 22, you know, like, you know, where could I be? You know, you don't want to you don't want to question your path, but it's like now it's my job to to impart that wisdom on the younger kids. And hopefully, you know, if it's not going to be everyone, at least one person is going to listen to me. And then, you know, their path goes from a straight line to, you know, they're they're going higher. This is the USL's first weekend. Some interesting results, I'll say that. There's some interesting results. It's it's tough. It's the beginning of the year. You know, you don't want to. There's going to be teams who didn't perform well this past weekend and end up making the playoffs and doing well. And you know, there's guys, there's teams that got good results this weekend that are going to struggle throughout the season. It's just, it's such an up and down thing. Like it's hard to really judge off that first week, which is why I don't want to judge us off our first week. We did well, and I think we're going to continue to grow. But there's also teams that took some L's that are that are probably gonna you know bounce back they're gonna have to regroup you know lick your wounds and regroup and 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 they'll figure it out yeah it's early days but it's it's interesting to see you know some of the results he talked about but like you said it's early days and we'll see as we go on yeah yeah this league every single year has been growing the quality of my right San Diego out west. San Diego out west. Like every single year, especially I've been in the East all my seven years, but the East just keeps 
Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. These two teams are better. You got the independent teams that got so much talent on it. Like you got to show up every day, um, and I'm excited about it. Uh, us playing? Oh man, I was obviously looking forward to going back to Memphis. Yeah, I was going back to Memphis. Obviously, Tim Howard changed that a little bit. You know, you're playing against a legend, uh, so that'll be exciting. Um, I'm going to Louisville, seeing that stadium. Playing against a quality team like Louisville, I think that'll be exciting. Um, it's just, it's hard to pinpoint one team because there's so much talent spread around the league right now. Yeah. You know, we got Pittsburgh coming up. They've got so many, a lot of good players on their roster. Uh, um, you know, NCFC yeah, a rival. That one you always get up for. It's like an in-state thing. I, yeah, I actually really think those good. are the those are the ones I'm looking forward to the most. NCFC, Charleston, like the that yeah. those those close rivals that you know we haven't necessarily done well against these past couple of years. It's time to for us to start stepping up and yeah. you can't call it a rivalry when you keep getting beat, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think we've beaten in CFC since I've been here. And so it's, it's time to change that. I'm looking forward to Birmingham as well. I think going down there last year, the environment was good. The field was class. And like, I know there are talented teams, so I think that would be yeah, a good one as well. Yeah. So they're even more firepower than they had last year. So that's one I'm looking forward to as well. Who did you uh, make your debut Tampa. 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 At home. <laughs> Yeah. What a game to make a debut. I know. Yeah. I was like, oh. oh. And then right after that, it's my first start, Red Bulls away. New York Red Bulls away. <laughs> Just threw me yeah. in. Welcome, welcome to the USL, you know? Yeah. Wow. Piggybacking off kind of what you were saying earlier, so Independence is going to open this weekend. Are you excited? What's your thoughts on it this week? How you been preparing? Yeah, I mean, I, I was actually talking to my girlfriend right after the game this past weekend. I was like, I'm excited about next weekend. We got a good result this week or this weekend, obviously last weekend. But um, you know, I want to build on it. Uh, I'm excited to to get back on the training pitch and and get to work. You know, focus week week by week. But you know, Pittsburgh's always a good one. Uh, Bob Lilly, former for, former head coach. Uh, shout out to Bob. Um, but they and uh, they also got a bunch of former teammates. You know, Tony Walls, Duba. Uh, Canardo, like they, you, you know, yeah, we just know so many players on the team. It's, it's, it's going to be a good battle. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, he, that was his first year. That was his first year in Rochester. Yeah, it's exciting for sure. <clears throat> I think that for us athletes, like this time of the year when it's like play a game, train, 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 play a game, train, train, that's the best time of the year, you know. So you always have something to look forward to. Yeah, know? getting so, back in that rhythm. Yeah, just, that rhythm it's is huge. I forget how good it feels until you're in it. Right, and you're like, this right. rhythm is awesome. You won that 2015 championship with Bob Lilly. Kind of tell us how, I mean, how did you guys even pull that off throughout the year? The process of, it's tough. I mean, we all have that mindset coming in from preseason, but not only one team to be a champion. So how was that whole process throughout the year? It was, it was interesting. I mean, I think you, we were, we were young. Um, not a lot of USL experience. Um, and I think it was, it was we we were a bit naive, I guess. I think that, and that was a good thing for us. You know, we weren't really nervous or anything. It was more so like we came together because we had to. Um, Bob had standards for us. That's the, that's the one thing I'll always respect about Bob. You know, I've talked to him about this before, and uh, I tell people this all the time. Like, Bob had standards for you, and if you didn't meet him then he was gonna find somebody else to meet him. But he wasn't dropping his standards, right? I'll never forget. I think I've told this before, like in, in when I think I can't remember what game it was after in 2015 it was the beginning of the season and we had won and I thought I had played pretty well. And Bob pulled me aside after practice and was like, you know, you, you, did, know. <laughs> you did this, this, and this. But, like, if we're going to be successful, I remember he said, if we're going to be successful this season, you have to play higher off your line. You have to be more aggressive. You have to do. And I'm sitting there like, we just won. Like, we're undefeated. And he is still getting on me, and that's and I at, at the time obviously you don't you don't like it. You're you're like what's what's this guy talking about? What's he doing? But like 
he's has standards and you know you got to meet him because his standards are championship standards you can't deny his record you know he's been successful at this level and that's that's kind of i look back at that and that's kind of what like i want to do now with with these younger that's that's my goal for our team is like to have these standards and we can't let them drop right people may be having a bad day we lift them up but we have standards you know and that's that's the one thing um i always appreciate about bob and like that season was just crazy, man. Like it, it was, you, we got some momentum and we just never lost it. You know, I, I remember at one point, I think it was like six games in. I, I just remember thinking, like, I never walked on the field and thought we were going to lose, or even draw. Like, I never, I never thought there was going to be, there was never any doubt that we were going to get the result. Um, Did you guys go undefeated that year? We didn't. We actually lost to uh, Charlotte Independence. Really? Yeah, that was our only only loss of the season. We played, we played in between from preseason, from the start of preseason all the way to the end of the season with playoffs, Open Cup, all that. We played, I think, 40 games, and we lost one. Like, that's one of those things I look back on. That's, that's the thing I look back, back on the most, and I'm like, that's, like, that's something to really be proud of. We've lost one game. Um, in that season, uh, like the day-to-day at practice and stuff, was that – those standards where you could see those standards in practice as well. Yeah, like you couldn't drop. And and the I always say like I won I feel like I won goalkeeper of the year that year because I had a goalkeeper behind me. Shout out Adam Gunris who pushed me every single day. I never felt comfortable in that season. Never ever. I would go into practice like, man, I got I got to perform today cuz Adam killed it yesterday, you know? Like and like I try not to focus on what the other goalkeepers doing because I want to focus on what I'm doing, but you can't help but see when kids are picking the, picking the ball out of corners and making saves and stuff. So like, that's he he was one of the big reasons I felt like we won a championship. Why I, I put was able to push myself to become goalkeeper of the years because like he pushed me every single day, and at the same time he was my biggest fan, and that's all, all what I'll always appreciate. Like he's he's, he's a good friend. I, I think he's one of the one of the best teammates I've ever had. Um, but you need people like that. You need in in, in a championship team. You, you it's not that you're accepting your role. But you know your role and you're pushing for better. But at the same time, like you're not bringing the team down. Like you're not. We talked about culture, and you're not. You're not in the locker room souring the milk. You know that's a that's a decent phrase. I ain't, I ain't really thought about that part. Now that's a good phrase though. But like you know, it's it's tough sitting on the bench, man. I've been in that situation. I've been I've been a number three where I didn't. I made the bench like two two times in uh, 2014, like, and that was the year before I won goalkeeper of the year. Like I I didn't see any minutes in 2014. Barely made the bench. Uh, I've been in that situation. I've been a backup where like I'm not getting really getting any time. And, you know, I may feel like I'm better than the starter, but like um, you, those are the roles that you, sometimes you have to play. And it's not that you're like accepting it. You just have. To, it's not just about you, right? So like you need guys on on a, on a championship team that are willing to do that. You're the biggest cheerleaders, but also the biggest ones pushing you. Sometimes you just did it to keep you honest so you wouldn't get too happy. But doing all those little mind games and mentally just being on you and you know God can be replaced, you know you might be happy, but Bob definitely saw something wrong. Bob always has something to say. Bob always has something to critique. But, I mean, to Bob's credit as well, off the field, I mean, he was definitely a gentleman. He definitely was someone you could also talk to. Uh, on the field, he might be rah-rah, and in practice, he might be all on you as well. But off the field, though, I remember definitely having conversations with him. It was definitely a mutual respect and yeah. to see where he gets I don't know. I don't know if you want to get in a conversation with Bob all day. Uh, <laughs> that thing turns out. <laughs> that's your that's your afternoon gone. <laughs> you know? Thoughts on Pittsburgh this weekend, though? Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be it, it should be you know. And but I'm excited about it. They've got some talent. Um, they got a lot of talent up top. Uh, Bob's gonna have them organized. You all, you know what you're gonna get from this team. Um, they're gonna be tough defensively. Yeah, and that's a, it's oh, they the didn't first. Open game. Up Nah, first game of the season, so there's going to be some rust there, but um, they're still going to be a good squad. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a big week for us, big week preparing for it. Uh, I'm excited for it. I love the challenge. Uh, I can't wait. And we're at home, too. You know, at that, home, about to show out in front of everybody in Matthews. Make it out. Get out to the game. You, uh, you play Pitt last year? No, I didn't, so excited for the opportunity. But you were at the – you definitely saw him by the home Yeah, game, yeah. Right? Yeah, I was on the bench the home game. 
against Pittsburgh when it rained and then we went back out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, they'll definitely be coming organized. And I know we have a good idea probably when they come in once they actually come packed and try to save some stars. But I know that we want to, they, oh, he always wants to win. He always gets on everybody if they don't get a result on the road, especially. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this game. It's going to be very fun. We got this victory already, so I think fans are going to be coming out deep. It's going to be exciting for them to see what we can bring. I think we're going to play a little differently after having a game in our belt, too. So, y'all should come out this weekend, tune in. Make sure y'all come say what's up to us. Check us out all year, too. Don't just come to one game and not show up anymore. But it's something to look forward to this season. It's about to be good. Major, I appreciate you guys for coming on the show. Yeah. For sure, man. Make sure for y'all sure. Follow them on IG, Twitter, Facebook. DVO26. Hit me up. Uh, I mean, personal Instagram, Twitter, DVO26. Um, and brand. and business uh, prime focus goalkeeping come check us out prime focus gk facebook instagram twitter uh i mean prime focus is just like you know my motivation is i talk about impact on the youth like uh, i originally started the brand because i remember when i was younger like single mom can't afford you know expensive gloves um and i remember that affecting my my play just because like i thought if i didn't have the best gloves i wasn't going to be the best goalkeeper right so i want i wanted to create a brand that's going to give goalkeepers confidence um and and give them the opportunity to get gloves that they can perform in um and as well we use the blog we use the podcast we use the the youtube channel just educate um, I had a, had a parent email me the other day just, you know, saying how much the podcast had helped them uh, navigate with their own son who's 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 making these college decisions, making the decision between, you know, professional and college. And and that's that's the stuff that, that I want. I want to impact and I want to help these families, these, these young kids understand like there's so many different paths that if you go on the on the blog, there's there's probably 10, 12 different articles from professional different professional goalkeepers whether it's mls usl abroad and they've all gone on different paths but a lot of the 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 struggles that they've had are similar right so i don't i want i want these young kids to realize like we're we've gone through the same some of the same things um i've i know what you're going through and you know i'm trying to help them like i said have a better career than i have um i I want i want them to succeed just as much so um that's just that's the main focus with the brand you know it, it's been fun uh, I, I enjoy it uh primefocusgoalkeeping.com yep. that's our website check it out we got the get blog out. on there we got the products um you can hit us up on on instagram twitter facebook prime focus gk um and yeah, that's it that's where you can find yes, us sir. where are we at clay where are you at you can find me at clay dimmick you can find me man's deep in his voice man's deep in his voice respectfully dm me you know (laughs) (laughs) man he also has a fiance don't you know get out his dms yeah congrats on that thank you wedding coming up december 19th be there be there um i appreciate y'all again though man for real backyard footy is brought to you by the bgn network of podcasts Shouts out, BGN.